How's everybody doing today? We're back again with another episode of Imano Talk, but a special edition of Imano Talk. This is the wrestling portion of the show known as the Smartcast Sessions. This would be the eighth edition of that. And right across from me, you guys have never seen him, but finally get to meet him. My co-host, Kevin. How you doing today, Kev? I'm doing great. How about you? Dude, it's fucking awesome to finally be face to face in front of you. Like we've obviously known each other for a long time, but it's like a whole other story that we actually finally get to do this together. We're actually like enjoying ourselves, smoking a little while we're doing this talking wrestling. What what a better way to start the weekend, right? Definitely, man. Um, really glad that you drove up here, and um, yeah, it's a uh, it's great to be doing it here in Central Florida for once. Um, you usually do it online, so great to be face to face today. Yep, we're usually remote. I'm usually in South Florida. Kevin's usually up here in Central Florida. But today we got a couple special occasions that brought us together. And we're fortunate enough to be recording together today. And what a better weekend because it's Royal Rumble weekend. And in all honesty, that's my favorite pay-per-view. I don't know about you, but I love the Royal Rumble. What's your favorite pay-per-view overall? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Royal Rumble's up there. Um, when when they do Elimination Chamber, right, which is usually not really, um, not that often, um that's really the concept is my favorite like the first elimination chamber they ever did like i know it wasn't a pay-per-view of the elimination chamber but like just that match was like one of my favorite matches ever just watching it as a kid like i don't know that match always stuck with me so um i I, like elimination chamber and royal rumble are probably my favorites um money in the bank's up there too but yeah wrestlemania is like honestly not my favorite it's obviously it has its moments but as like a whole i don't know like you said royal rumble is like um as as just um a whole pay-per-view in its own i, I find it more enjoyable it's usually. the most unpredictable pay-per-view yeah so exactly. it brings that excitement you know and it's just like i i love it because it's like the beginning of the playoffs basically you know like when you watch the playoffs like this is basically the beginning of the playoffs because the unpredictability is at its highest um and it's it's absolutely my favorite pay-per-view so something i've been doing a little recently that's pretty special um at least in my eyes i I thought it was pretty special i've been sharing once a day a a royal rumble that sticks out in my memory and i literally even started watching every single royal rumble i'm pretty sure i watched 30 out of like 32 of them i almost really completed them i'll probably end up finishing them all this weekend at some point but do you have a favorite royal rumble um I, I mean, there's not one that, that in particular sticks out to me. A lot of the ones like uh, 2002, 2003, like the ones with uh, where Batista won, the one where Brock Lesnar won. Um, I really enjoyed those. Like those were some of my favorites. Obviously, the one that we both went to were Rey Mysterio one. That's another favorite of mine, of course. And the fact that we were even there, like that obviously added to it. So that might be my overall favorite one. Um but it had the most meaning to it easily. Yeah, yeah. I, and just the, the way the, the whole outcome went and the whole card was actually decent for what it was. And I don't know that also that edge versus John Cena match is pretty fun, too. So, yeah, uh, that was a great pay-per-view. It's a really underrated pay-per-view. It's definitely one of my favorite Royal Rumbles. I don't know if I could say it was my favorite. So I think overall, my favorite Royal Rumble would probably be and this will kind of be random was the 2003 Royal Rumble. Because I was really excited because I knew I was actually going to buy WrestleMania that year. So, you know, nostalgia-wise, like, that's the one that really holds a place in my heart. But I think the best Royal Rumble that I enjoy the most is probably the 2000 Royal Rumble. The one at Madison Square Garden where The Rock and The Big Show had the controversial finish. Um, Second to that would probably be the 2005 Royal Rumble with Cena and Batista. Yeah, yeah, that one was great. Um, The thing is... um, 
that that one was one of my favorites too, the 2005 one. Um, I get I don't remember like the outcomes. I don't remember which year is which. Like I always forget which you know WrestleMania is the is certain ones. I don't remember which one is the one that Benoit won. I don't remember which one is the one where uh, Brock defeated Kurt. Like I it just like I just remember those moments. So so they were pretty much back to back. Brock was 2003 at WrestleMania 19. Um, and then Benoit was 2004 at WrestleMania 20, and then Batista was the year after that at WrestleMania 21. Okay, yeah, I kind of grouped that all together, and it just, it's just all blur at this point. But um, 2000 and 2001, I need to go back and watch those because um, I, like I said, I've said a million times on this podcast, but for anyone that's uh, new and listening, uh, 2002 is the first year I really started watching. I didn't even watch that uh, Royal Rumble. Um, I may have caught that one later on, but I started watching like around SummerSlam of that year. So, um, like I've seen bits and pieces of moments, you know, from the Attitude Era and stuff. But like I said, I didn't really grow up with it. So, like that stuff, I need to go back and watch. And I've tried to. It's just a lot, honestly. Like when you try to go back and watch, it's not as easy as it sounds. And there's a lot of not so great stuff, in my opinion, that you have to try to get through to yeah. understand some of the storylines going on. So it, it is a bit much. So you really have to like invest the time if you haven't grown up with it to really try to uh, follow it. Yeah. Because I think I was watching one of them, right? And for me, like, what I would have to go back and watch is, like, the stuff with, like, Hogan and Flair and all those wrestlers. Um, and I think it was the 1990 or the 1991 Royal Rumble because I remember it was, like, right before Ric Flair came in there. And I knew he wasn't there, but they cut a promo with Hulk Hogan. And it was honestly terrible. Like, he was, like, really messing it up. And then there, I remember there was, like, a moment during the match where, like, either it was either him or somebody else i forgot who they just really didn't sell something in such a key moment and i remember like kind of like threw the match off for me um so yeah you really come across those moments but to me like some of the most flawless moments in royal rumble history definitely came out of the ruthless aggression era i mean like even though it's like it's asterisks all over the place that's what i put when i you know promoted that i like this rumble Benoit winning at number one, that was one of the best rumbles I had ever seen because you also had Lesnar and Goldberg squaring up in that matchup. Um, you had Randy Orton and Mick Foley going through their feud before they wrestled at WrestleMania 20 because in all honesty, if you ask me, I think WrestleMania 20, at least from what I grew up on and what I know, is the best Royal Rumble, or I'm sorry, the best WrestleMania we've ever gotten to see. Which one what was the WrestleMania event? 20, the one with Benoit versus HBK versus Triple H? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. That, that easily like that main I mean, event is my favorite. Match like WrestleMania, WrestleMania 17 comes close to it for me. But WrestleMania 20, honestly, was like the most perfect WrestleMania of my of my time. I'm not exactly. speaking overall time, but exactly. like from what we grew up on, like that was honestly that the was the peak of wrestling for me, like for WWE wrestling. I mean, yeah, like, that was storyline wise and everything. I thought that was the best finish I've ever seen just it, it, as far as like how the booking should have gone the storyline building up to like i really love that whole benoit storyline when it was going on and i thought that they did such a great job with that match you know it's a great show when the worst match on the card was brock lesnar versus goldberg yeah yeah and even as a kid i don't know why i didn't register that it was that bad like now obviously watching it growing yeah uh, the crowd alone the crowd alone yeah. is just like wow yeah yeah um so, so yeah, like, like I said, um, I, I definitely missed out on um, a lot of previous things, but I definitely want to go back and, and, and watch a lot of that so that I'm like, because I think like I, I'm, there's things that I watch now that it doesn't fully impact me the way that it does most of the WWE fans because, and wrestling fans in general, because like it just, uh, since they have the, the backstory and all the context going in that I don't have, that's probably why they're enjoying a lot of the stuff that I may not fully understand. Like I enjoy it for what it is, but like, I'm not fully invested. Like some of the Mick Foley stuff, like when, you know, a lot of people think like Mick Foley is like a huge deal. And like, um, I can understand that to an extent, but I haven't watched like his, like 
where he won the WWE Championship for the first time. Like I didn't watch that. I didn't know that storyline. Yeah, up, you know? and that's a that's it's honestly so one of the best. Like because I remember watching that live on TV as a kid. Exactly. See, if I were if I were like you, you know, watching that growing up, I I would have ab- absolutely like understood the impact it had. But it took a long time for me to understand like why that was significant. And, and I didn't know it in the moment, but like like down the line, as you really start to understand how wrestling works, is why it became impactful. It's because it was like. Everybody at that time was literally expecting the strong man, the big guy, the good looking guy, like not this oddball, you know, guy who's tearing his hair out, wearing a leather mask and jumping off of, you know, cages left and right. Like this guy was the least expected person to ever become champion. But it made so much sense at the time because you wanted the underdog. That's when the underdog became like the big thing, I feel like was like the late 90s, like heading into the early 2000s. Like everybody always wants to see the underdog now. Um, because even like when you think of like that 06 Rumble, I mean, nobody would expect Rey Mysterio to win, but it fits so perfectly because Eddie just passed him and Eddie were, you know, pretty much best friends. Um, and it just made so much sense. So at that time, it was kind of similar to like that feeling. Obviously, two different spectrums giving one involved death and then the other was just wanting the underdog to win. Um, but similar feelings during the times. Yep, agreed. So what have you been catching up on lately? I know you really haven't been tuning into AEW because they, you know, I know they just disappointed you from the get-go. So it makes sense. Um, but let's talk WWE. So did you get to at least watch Raw this week? Because we got to see Raw and NXT is past. Yeah, yeah, I saw Raw and NXT. Um, Raw was Raw was Raw. You know, it wasn't better than like SmackDown's been lately, but it still has a lot of stuff. I thought last week was great. Honestly. That was great. not not this no, no, week that no. just passed, but the previous week where like the segment with R Truth, Paul Heyman, and Brock Lesnar. Apparently, Brock Lesnar actually was out of the loop on that. It seemed like that. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like he was like legitimately finding. It Apparently, really they funny. wanted to like try to break him on camera. Yeah, and and I, they kind of did. I I got that feeling when I watched it, and that's why I, I really like Brock. I I always say it that um I don't really I understand the the um just the dislike the the, ne- the negative reactions towards him because he's not there enough performing uh you know in ring and defending the title. I get that. Um, but to say that like Brock sucks or that like he's boring, I, I don't. Yeah, that's some bullshit. When, when he's on, he's it, one of the best wrestlers, like one of the most physical wrestlers. Yeah, well, in wrestling aside, I just I think he's hilarious. Like, yeah, the, a lot of the, like he doesn't even try to be funny, and he just like naturally is. Like, just and the words that come out of his his mouth where he's like not scared, and he says in his voice, I don't know, it makes me laugh. Like, I think that shit's hilarious, and he's not like I said, he's not trying to be funny. I don't think a lot of people find that funny, but to me, Brock like. Just a lot of what he just says, anything comes out of his mouth is just hilarious to me. Yeah, because he doesn't get to talk. So it's like when he speaks, it's like, what is he actually going to say? And usually it's like nothing that he even needs to say. Yeah, and and you just don't expect that voice to come out of that huge body either. He's not scared. It's, just, <laughs> it's so funny to me. Like, and then this week, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I laugh so hard every time. I hate that they pulled the plug on the Brock party, honestly. Like, I wish the they Brock party... They could have gone a little They longer. could have gone at least, like, two more weeks with it. But you know what? If they wouldn't have, then they would have killed it. So let's just take it for what it is and yeah. accept the fact that it's better that they ended it a little too early than killing it like they do most of the time. Yeah, honestly, I could respect that because if they ever wanted to bring it back for whatever the fuck reason they want to bring it back for, they can. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Raw last week was really good because last week is when we saw, like, the triple threat between AJ Styles, Randy Orton... Drew McIntyre and I love that match because they put Drew McIntyre over heavy and now this week he went against Randy Orton but if I'm not mistaken he lost to Randy Orton right I don't remember honestly if I'm not mistaken I I could have sworn that he had lost because at the end of it he was like he was like you got me like because he got RKO'd 
Um, and I think it was because he was trying to go for the Claymore kick and then Randy Orton, you know, he could just flip a switch and cut the cleanest RKO. Um, and he like got on the mic and he said, he's like, but at the Rumble, he's like, I'm I'm coming right at you. He's like, I'm not coming out of nowhere. He's like, I'm going to Claymore kick you and I'm going to take you right out the Rumble. I really like where they're going with Drew McIntyre. We're going to get more into that when we talk about the Rumble. Um, but what have you been feeling about like that kind of storyline? Um, I'm it's it's weird. I'm just I'm interested to see in the direction they're uh, heading in with Drew because um, I thought they had a lot more time with him as a heel, but it really seems like they're I don't think they're going full on face. I think they're doing that thing where they flat out recognize they're not doing uh, it's not like really obvious if he's a face or a heel. It's kind of like he has like shades of both. Where yeah. He's not really trying to be a face, but he just kind of is becoming a face. And I think it's, but I, I like it. Whatever it is, it's better than what he was doing. And like being a chauffeur to like Baron Corbin or Shane McMahon, like that's like, that was horrible. And like, that was really bringing him down. So I think this, this is okay. At least at the very least it's okay. If not, it's good. But like, I'm still trying to determine what it is. I've been enjoying it enough for the time being. I just want them to actually follow through with something and not just have it go nowhere. Like I think he could really use like an actual, like, title opportunity or you know um even a title run um but they, they gotta do something with him and it's gotta be significant um i would love to see him go against brock or something like that they, they just gotta do something with brock that because like they have so many options they can go with him but they need to do just something already because like that that's the problem with with brock is that they take so long it's like he'll have a good match or something and then it's like six to eight months of like just waiting for the next thing to happen there's like just bits of paul Heyman talking in between that and it's just like the same thing over and over so i think that's what everyone's getting tired of and like yeah, that's why i think the that, r-truth thing kind of like brought a little like you know relief but, but then they like overdid it with this week you know i forgot i already forgot who was he like talking to with ricochet okay see i thought it was like chad gable or something like that's how much like i'm forgetting already like because it, it wasn't that important, it just wasn't. Good. Yeah, it kind of it made no sense to do it. In all honesty, like it made Ricochet look weak when yeah. you didn't have to do that to him. And you got Ricochet tweeting like, "Oh, I won't back down," and it's like a picture of him facing down with Brock Lesnar. It's like, let, let's not that, do that right now. That, that just like gives me. I hate to say it, but it gives me like just Seth Rollins vibes. Like, it, it's a honestly, it's a poor attempt at them probably trying to cover up like, oh, but we're trying to be unpredictable. It's like, but it's cool to like have people like see like where the story aligns, like where you could see like Drew's getting stronger and then Brock is kind of like, you know, becoming, I guess, a little more frail in the idea that he's like becoming like nervous almost like he's got to worry that he's got 29 people to fight at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. They, they, they're just that's not it i just think i don't i don't think ricochet versus brock is a bad idea i just don't like this direction I, and i don't know whose fault it is i don't know if it's just ricochet that he's not that great on the mic or if it's the writing for him but it just whatever it is it's it was just weak whatever it is and it just it, it needs to not be like that corny and goofy and like that's why no one could really get into it i didn't think anyone was really uh buying into it like i thought they just it's like they tried to just replicate that R-Truth segment and like that one worked and this one just didn't. Yeah, the R-Truth one worked because it was entertainment and comedic value. With this, with Ricochet, obviously you don't really get that out of him and it's like, you could tell he wasn't even into it when he was on the mic. It, it didn't even like go strong on the mic with him and then you know how it goes with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman never fails. Um, but it was just almost like a waste of a segment, like you said. And then we also had, you know, the Lana and Bobby Lashley and Rusev situation again. And now Liv Morgan, they had the mixed tag match. Then, you know, Rusev and Liv, they don't go over. I don't know where this is going either. I feel like they're bound for another match again. What are you even feeling with this? Because I know that was already like kind of ticking you off with that one. 
Yeah, it's it's in that um, tier where it's uh, at the level with like Roman, the Roman thing with like Baron Corbin and Dolph. And the dog food. The dog food. Yeah, it's it's like that sort of thing where I just have to like fast forward through it to just see the like the last minute of it, just to know what what was the result, so I can follow the storyline. But like, I'm not interested in anything besides that. Like, I'm really checked out of it. Like, you know, WWE always says like, oh well, as long as like they're making some type of noise, they could be booing as long as they're invested um that's what matters well i'm like i'm not invested in this at all like i'm like if i were there live i would get up and walk out like i would like, i'd come back if there was something better but the fact was that was the main event for that episode of raw and there was no dark match no nothing after i heard that there were like fans that were like just upset they had to ask like uh audience members like behind them like oh is that it isn't there like gonna be a dark match and there wasn't like that was it like that was like their payoff for like sitting three hours there and like I, I don't think that's acceptable with the card that you have the talent you have i just think it's bad utilization i think you just need to use your resources better why is lana in the main event of, of anything like there's no reason for her to be there like she has done nothing to prove that she deserves that spotlight she can't wrestle um she's really not great on the mic like uh the crowd just goes right through her like Every, the she thinks she's like out. entertaining annoying she's actually annoying yeah and i get the wwe is like oh well that's good she's like trying to be a heel and everything it's like but like this storyline like no one likes it like at the end of the day like oh the youtube views whatever like it's still like why not just do something good like why not just do something good with brock lesnar ray mysterio like why don't you just use get generate your views by doing you utilizing your talent in in good ways like you were at, you do at some points but then you just like it's like, okay, like Alistair Black, not as important as like, you know, this Lana and Liv Morgan shit. It's just like he gets a five second match and like, yeah, it looks cool to get a match where you just kick a guy once and then, you know, beat him. But how many times is he going to do that before we see him get real opportunity? I, I mean, you should be building this guy as like your next CM Punk, but even better, like he should be your next, like not your like next CM leader. Punk meets the Undertaker. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, like that's always, I just see this guy as like a main eventer. I see like th- th- this is the guy, you know, you should be focusing on right now. And like, it's like, I don't want to complain too much because they've been doing an okay job with Aleister Black. Granted, they've been taking way too long. He's had way too many of those promos in the black room. Um, that was unnecessary for it to go even nearly that long. But whatever, if they didn't have anything for him, then as long as they're booking him, you know, strongly and, and not really having him lose, then like I'm okay with that. So like as long as you're 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 heading in that direction to where he can be in the main event position. Yeah, I could dig that. So um I would say let's talk NXT, but we may as well just jump right into the predictions and start off with the WWE Worlds Collide because NXT this week honestly was pretty much worlds collide. It was pretty much like someone from regular NXT versus NXT UK. It was like they're having a pre pre show. Um, so without talking about it really, let's just jump on into the prediction show. With the pre show match, it starts off with Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray. I'm definitely gonna go with Kaylee Ray on this one. I mean, she's the NXT UK Women's Champion right now. Yeah, uh, Kaylee Ray, and um, I don't think Mia Yim needs the win. I think Kaylee Ray needs the win a lot more, and she's the better wrestler in my opinion. The more I watch Kaylee Ray, the more I get into her, and I'm I'm really behind her now. When when she first won the NXT Women UK Women's Championship, I really wasn't into it initially. Like I just thought it was too soon, um, not for Tony Storm to drop title. I didn't think it was too soon for that, but I just thought like she didn't have the platform, and now that she has been given a platform since she's won the championship. I think she's done a really good job with it. So I'm glad she's one of those wrestlers who's proved me wrong, where it's like I wasn't into it at the beginning, but now I'm fully invested. So like I would love to see um, for her to be uh, booked strongly going forward. So, yeah, I'll go with Kaylee Ray. Okay. 
The next match, I'm really excited for this match. I think this could really be the dark horse of the entire night, but you have the NXT Cruiserweight Championship in a fatal four-way match between the champion Angel Garza, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jordan Devlin, and Travis Banks. In all honesty, I'm fairly confident that Angel Garza is going to retain, but I think there could be a chance that somebody from NXT UK wins, specifically Jordan Devlin. Um, I'm going with Angel Garza retaining. I don't think anyone else needs it right now. Um, but if, if you were going to give it to someone else, I would say it definitely should go to Jordan Devlin. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I'm still going to say that uh, Garza is going to win. Yeah, because honestly, I feel like a lot of the time I'm going to almost be biased toward regular NXT. So that's why I'm saying I think there is that possibility. I don't think NXT is going to sweep it, but I do have a good amount of confidence that Angel Garza will retain. Um, the next match is Dragunov versus Finn Balor. I can't help but think that, you know what? I'm going with Dragunov. And I think Johnny Gargano is going to play a part in this finish. I think something is going to happen there. That's a, I think that's a really bold p- prediction. Um, I'm still going with Finn Balor. I think uh, he needs to win more than Dragunov. Um, Dragunov has been doing great on NXT UK. So um, he, he can, you know, he could be booked strongly in other ways, but I don't think he needs a win against Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor is way more of a star, obviously, and um, you want to keep that momentum going with him since he's turned heel where he's like stepped up his game. So I think you really want to hold off on him losing a lot right now. You kind of want to book him almost in a way that Aleister Black is booked. Not to that, you know, the same degree, obviously, but just, you know, just put a little more seriousness into it and and just be more selective with who you're going to lose to. So, you know, um, he can even lose to Johnny Gargano once the match happens. I don't think he should. Honestly, I think Finn Balor should beat Johnny Gargano. I I, I think he would beat Johnny yeah. Gargano in all honesty. Yeah, and, and I don't know what it is with Johnny Gargano. Not to get off too off topic, just one quick thing is um, I think, I don't know what it is. He can lose, he can keep, like, you know, putting over other talent and losing so many matches. I don't know what it is. I don't think less of him at all. Like, yeah, I just, I just care that he does such a great job in the matches. So that's why I like, I'm always advocating for him losing. Cause I don't know. I still think he's one of the best wrestlers regardless. I think it's cause people know he, he goes into every single match with a hundred percent of himself. It, it's like Dana Bryan. He can lose like every match going forward. Same thing with like John Cena. He can lose every match going forward. And like, no one would think less of him. I think, you know, like for the most, part. I don't think anybody would think less of either of those. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Uh, But speaking of Johnny Gargano, we got DIY reuniting against Mustache Mountain. And I'm definitely going to go with DIY on that. I was about to say DUI, but no, DIY. I'm definitely going to go with them on that over Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain has been putting a lot of talent over. And I think this is the perfect kind of momentum that Johnny Gargano and Champa need headed into NXT Portland. Um, Obviously, it seems likely that Champa is going to get his NXT title match against Adam Cole. And then obviously we know Johnny Gargano is going to go against Finn Balor. So I think this is the perfect match that they need to pick up that victory and get that momentum. This match might be the best match of the night, if not the second best at, at worst. But yeah. it's going to be in the top two for sure. Um, both teams are so fucking good. Um, DIY, I think, is going to win for sure. Um, but it's it, like it's going to be a really great match. There's going to be a lot of close falls, I think. Um, and Tyler Bay and Trent Summer are going to look really strong ultimately, but yeah, DIY is going to win. I'm, I'm like almost hundred percent sure about it. I would have loved to see this match with the NXT UK Blackpool crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great. That would have been insane because I already know the Houston crowd. Hopefully they're good, but 
nothing I think gets better than an NXT UK takeover crowd. Like they're crazy. This, will, this, this should be a good crowd though, I think. Yeah, I'm hoping for it. We've been getting some good crowds lately and we're heading into some good matches with this. Um, but before we get into the next match, right? So it even lists it right here and this is on WWE's website. So now we know this is actually official. It says the NXT championship match. We have Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Now, ladies, there's nothing against you. We we got love for the ladies, but I think there needs to be some distinction as far as which title is which. I think we should obviously know, you know, maybe the NXT heavyweight championship title. That would be the men's. And then, you know, the NXT championship could be referred into the direction of the women's division. But I think there needs to be more clarity because we have now two NXT championships. Yeah, and, and it doesn't go like any deeper than that. There's no like it, I, I like I think it should be inclusive, but um, there does need to be some distinction because if it's not all one class, if it's not Adam Cole versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT championship, I don't think it makes sense. So however you want to do it, I think there just needs to be some distinction, um, whether it be just giving it a whole different name or adding NXT men's championship and NXT women's championship. But I don't care however they do it. I just think there needs to be some distinction. But I, I'm all for, you know, making taking doing whatever it is to to not make one seem less than the other. That's completely fine with me. I just think this is not the way to do it. Yeah, because people are going to get not only confused, but they're going to get upset because they're going to have false pretenses as far as like this stuff happening. Because obviously in a time where an impact you have obviously the men versus the women because Tessa Blanchard is now your impact champion. You know, you think of things like that. You think like Rhea Ripley versus Adam Cole because that would be a believable match if you actually had it. But that's obviously where WWE doesn't want to go. So they shouldn't be doing that stuff. Or if they do, they got to make sure they play it smart because it could be very confusing. But who do you got in that match? Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm? Uh, I would say Rhea Ripley. Um, I don't really know why Tony Storm would need to win this match other than like maybe giving another win to NXT UK. But I, I just don't see the point in her winning right now. I, I think there's you you can do more with her winning, um, winning it down the line. So I'm going to say Rhea Ripley. OK, yeah, I'm going to have to agree because Tony Storm is already up, I think, 2-0 on her, if I'm not mistaken. It's only right that now Rhea, when she's at the top of her game, you know, defeats Tony Storm and finally gets that redemption. Uh, the main event of that night is the eight-man tag match of the Undisputed Era versus Imperium. I don't know what to think for this match. This match is going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Did you see that chop that Walter gave Adam Cole? Yep. Whew. That was one of the dirtiest chops. That might have been the best chop I've ever seen. That was one of the craziest chops. I If I took that to the chest, he would break my rib for yeah. sure. That would have been... And Adam Cole selling it like... The best person at selling ever. Like he he just sells like a million bucks. Yeah. Adam Cole, honestly. Like this is going to be a real match. I mean, like, people should not miss this match. Like, this is going to be like a clinic, honestly. Like, to think that you got all of Undisputed Era and then all of Imperium, like these are all such technical, like high impact wrestlers. Like, they're going to really bring the noise. Um, and it's really hard to choose who's going to win. My heart is telling me to choose Undisputed Era because I love the Undisputed Era. You know, I've called them the best faction since Evolution. Um, but I think NXT UK has to pick up another victory. So I'm I'm going to finalize the day before the event because today is Friday. By the time you guys hear this, it's going to be the day of the event. But I am solidified on the idea that I think Imperium is actually going to win this match. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think Imperium is going to take it, but it's really, really hard to say. This is the most unsure prediction I have. I'm going to be rooting for Undisputed Era. Yeah, yeah, me too. But I think Imperium's going to pick up the victory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they should, honestly. Um, I think they need the win just a little more, but both could use a win, honestly. But um, Undisputed Era, you know, they mostly are still draped in gold with the exception of Roderick Strong. But, um, you know, I, I think it, I think Imperium needs to win a little more. So I'll go with them. Yeah, I would definitely like to see Imperium pick up a victory there. All right, so that would be for NXT Worlds Collide. I think that's going to honestly be such a great show. Um, if you guys have never watched NXT before, please do sooner rather than later because that by far is the best wrestling on TV right now. Um, so I definitely suggest checking out NXT. Um, but let's move on to the Royal Rumble. All right, so the first match I got listed on the Royal Rumble is Sheamus versus Shorty G. I almost want to say that Shorty G is going to pick up a sneak victory here. So I'm going to go with Shorty G. Fuck this match. Um, yeah, I don't see no point. I think they should both just be in the Rumble. Sheamus should win this match, and I think he will win this match. He's He should just beat the shit out of Shorty G, honestly. like, And I love Chad Gable, but I hate this Shorty G character so much. But I do like this new booking of Sheamus. I don't think it's really going to go anywhere, honestly. But for the time being, I'm enjoying it. I like this, I think, I like this heel, serious Sheamus. Uh, I think he does an okay job with it at the very least. Um, so, yeah, I think Sheamus should win this match. Okay, so the next one is the United States Championship. We got Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo. Now, I will say, I hate that they're saying, like, Umberto Carrillo, like, challenged him when it's just really that he, like, attacked him, and then now they made a match out of nowhere. I think they could have waited a little longer and then maybe, you know, built this toward around Mania or at least for the pay-per-view before Mania because I think that would be a good matchup. Who knows why they're rushing it, but uh, I'm going to go with Andrade. I don't know why they're so obsessed with Humberto Carrillo. Um, I, he's, he's a great wrestler, but I think that there's other wrestlers in the company who are more ready, and I just don't understand why this match needs to happen. Um, I mean, like you have someone like um, Raul Mendoza. like He was wrestling in a tag team with Humberto Carrillo. Why was Humberto Carrillo given more of a platform like so much sooner i think raul mendoza is way better at wrestling he's like i don't know like i i would much rather see like someone like him versus andrade i think we're already getting kind of sick of like umberto carrillo and like that like mid card scene like i just don't think he belongs there right now honestly angel like, garza versus andrade would be a, de- a dream match yeah yeah and i th- but down the line and that's probably why they haven't done it yet because you know he's cruiserweight champion you can you have uh, some time with him just left that, doing that. So I get if you want to save that match for later. But um, I, I just, I don't know. Like, there, there's tons of cruiserweights that you have. Or now you, you don't, this is a cruiserweight championship, Matt. You don't need a cruiserweight, uh, a cruiserweight in this match anyway. So you can go with so many others in the mid card. You can get literally anyone. You can, like, I, I just don't know why they go with Humberto. Like, I don't know. Andrade should win this match. And if honestly, if he loses, that's really dumb. I don't think. He should be losing this championship. There's no reason why he needs to drop that title right now, especially to this guy. So Andrade unless like Rey Mysterio were to interfere. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't like that. Honestly, I wouldn't want it to be a clean. That, that would make me like upset at Rey Mysterio. And I don't want to be upset with Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I could agree there. Um, the next match to me is I don't know why we're getting this Roman Reigns versus King Corbin falls count anywhere match. I'm going to just flat out say I'm sure Roman Reigns is finally going to win. I, I hope he wins, and I hope this is finally it. There's enough of this fucking storyline. I'm so sick of it. My God. And I'm. I, this is going to be one of those 
those that I'm like bathroom break, whatever, whatever I gotta do, like it will be during this match because like I don't care. Yeah, this match, like I'm sure, like the Usos are gonna get involved and like they're gonna take out Ziggler and Rude some way somehow. Cool. And then Roman's gonna just pick up the victory. I just want the Usos to do something better than this, like because they 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 are so much better than than. I, and I, I get. Think, I think they just needed something like this to like ease them back in. I get that, and that that's fine. I I totally get that. Um, I just want. I don't want them to keep doing this for too long. Yeah, I could or, or for this to like you know Roman and Baron are done, but now it's like the Usos versus Dolphin Baron. Like that's a huge. Like I don't. Want I would them. love to just get the Usos in the New Day again. Yeah, like I, whatever, whatever they gotta do, just not you know with. I don't even know what they're gonna do, honestly, because there's just keep them away. They from fucked Roman. up that tag team division so badly. Like, like you have such a stacked roster, and like I don't know how it just seems like both Raw and SmackDown are like desperate for tag teams. It's like, wait, did, weren't they just like a couple months ago? Weren't they like stacked with like a ton of really good teams? And yeah. not only like that, but they have a ton of wrestlers. They could just do that thing where they just put them together, and they'll they'll end up making a really good team, like um, Ricochet and and um, Alistair Black. Like, even though that like wasn't what either of them should be doing in the end for the time being i really everyone enjoyed them as a team so you know you could always do that too but yeah it still seems like it's just like the tag team divisions are lacking like a lot right now like there's like why do we have buddy murphy and seth rollins as champions i don't know i like it i don't think there's anything wrong with it but i'm sure you had another tag team that was deserving of the opportunity yeah, or it, like AOP. Yeah, and I don't know. It just and then SmackDown. I just don't know what you do on SmackDown with the tag team division there. Like I just like heavy machinery is like everyone cares about Otis right now. I don't think like there's a focus on like no one cares about them winning the tag team championships right now. I don't think like they'll get the pop for it, but like it's not going to carry value. But anyway, I'm getting like way off topic with this. Yeah, but no, I feel you on that because it just has that kind of vibe to it where it's like I don't even need to be watching this. Uh, but the next match we got is the SmackDown Women's Championship. We got Bailey versus Lacey Evans. I think it's about time that Lacey Evans actually wins the title. I think I think she's going to probably end up picking up this victory and finally becoming the women's champion. I think if you're going to do it, which they clearly seem like they're going to do it at some point, it might as well be now because like Bailey is just I don't think she's doing a great job as a champion. She's she's not doing a terrible job, but there's she's just there for me. Like it's like whatever. So. Lacey Evans, like, I, I would never have thought she would do a good job as a face, but she, the crowd's into her. I think it's not terrible. Like, I'm, I don't, like, love it. It's not my favorite thing. And, like, I don't care really about her winning. Like, I'm not going to pop for anything. Like, but I, like, if she wins it, I won't be upset either. I just think that's, like, another thing. You have a great women's division, but it's, like, it feels like it, you, all you have on SmackDown is, like, Lacey, Bailey, and Sasha. Like, that's it. Like, I don't um, know. Who, yeah. Well, that's on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you have so many, like, really great women's wrestlers like all throughout the company and like the ones on nxt a lot of them are ready to be called up too so it's like they got they gotta do something like whether it be a like a proper draft because i think that's a a big part of it is like that last like half-ass draft they did that was like nothing and it just made things worse i think than the wild card how terrible that already was so i i think they they just need to like really change up both rosters and make it so that it, it doesn't seem like both like women's and tag team divisions are like desperate for like talent right now. Cause like it, that just isn't the case. I just think they're not distributed correctly and they're not in the right storyline. So, um, and I know a lot of like, there's some that are injured. There's wrestlers that are injured and they, you know, whatever, but shit, I just don't think like the way they've done things. I think if they would have put more planning into it, they could have come up with better, with better storylines, better yeah, ideas. Cause this kind of seemed predictable with it, but um, yeah, I think this is time where Lacey picks up the victory and that's who you picked, right? 
Okay. And then uh, moving from the SmackDown Women's Championship to the Raw Women's Championship, we got Becky versus Asuka. I actually want to say that I feel like something's going to happen here. Where I think a lot of people are saying they think Ronda's going to come back in the Rumble. I think Ronda's going to come back during this match and kind of like screw Becky over. Because Becky's been talking about like Asuka's the only person that like I haven't beat. And I'm sure, obviously, if they were to bring Ronda back, that they would want her to feel some type of way about Becky saying that. Because Becky kind of just went on like a roll-up at WrestleMania, basically. So I think if that were to happen, I think Asuka would pick up the title. But I'm sure Becky's probably going to end up retaining. I think that's a really good way to like... Because they clearly think that Becky is superior. I don't believe that. I think Asuka is a better wrestler. And in, in like a shoot fight, I think she's more convincingly that she would win. It's more convincingly that she would win. And I, I just think that Asuka should win the match. But I don't think that's going to... My, my prediction is that Becky's going to win. But I think that like what you suggested, like what your theory is, that's a really good way. If you really insist on like booking Becky in a strong way and you don't want her to... like like. She's gonna. She would have won if it wouldn't have been for Ronda interfering. That seems like something they would do, but I just think that they're not going to do that this time. And I just think that Becky's gonna win clean. Honestly, I just don't think they see Oscar the way that um, most of us do, where she should be a champion. Yeah, she definitely should be. I think. I think she's owed a real WrestleMania moment because I think she should have definitely won at WrestleMania 34. Uh, but that's another story. We have the Universal Championship match: The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Now, we already know that they're having a Saudi event at the end of February, and it's been advertised that it's going to be the Fiend Bray Wyatt defending the championship, quote-unquote, against Kane. So it's hard for me to not say that the Fiend is going to win, but I feel like if they were to play this smart, you would have Kane interfere some way somehow, get the belt off of Bray, give it to Daniel Bryan so this way it's not on this like unbeatable character. And you could go into the Saudi match between the two of them. Because it doesn't seem like Bray really cares that much about the belt. Like, I know he's mentioned it sometimes. Like, oh, they're like they're trying to take this from me. But it, he doesn't seem like a belt kind of character. He seems like more than that. So I think, you know, give him more than that for the Saudi Arabia match. Have him drop the belt to Daniel Bryan. So this way, leading into WrestleMania, you could have almost a believable match. Unless you're going to involve The Undertaker some way, somehow, too. Yeah, I, I still think Bray Wyatt's going to win the match ultimately. Um, it'll probably be an okay match, but I just don't... I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Oh, and it's a strap match. Yeah, um, I, 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 I think Bray Wyatt's going to win. Yeah, it's hard for me to not say that he's going to, but I'd like to see something along the lines of what I was mentioning. Um, now we have the Women's Royal Rumble match, but there's not that many women signed up for the match. It's Charlotte, Alexa, Nikki Cross... Natalia and Sarah Logan, who are all signed up for the Women's Rumble. Wow. What the hell? I think, obviously, someone we don't see signed up is going to win, and I think that someone is more than likely to be Shayna Baszler. I mean, I don't see why not at this point. She may as well, and that's why, like, I feel like if Becky were to retain, like, it would make sense in that, you know, realm and have Shayna face her at WrestleMania because I think that would be one hell of a matchup because they, I feel like they deserve that one-on-one. Yeah, I... This is a hard pick because, like, like you said, there's only like six of them that have been announced. So um, maybe we don't even know. Like, maybe the winner hasn't even been announced in the match yeah, yet. Like, so. I'm sure like Kyrie Sane's gonna enter the match. Yeah. I'm sure like Sasha Banks is gonna enter the match. There's probably some women I, coming back. I just don't know why they're taking so long to um, 
announce some of them. I'm sure we're going to hear more tonight on SmackDown by the time that people hear this yesterday's SmackDown. I could see Charlotte winning this match. I was saying, you know, in another realm that I think Charlotte would be a solid pick to win this. Because um, it would only make sense that she wins a Royal Rumble at some point in her career. But I also have that feeling where it's like the stars aren't aligned for her just yet as far as the Royal Rumble goes. But it would just be like, you know, a, a smart bet at that point. All right. So you believe it would be Charlotte. I'm calling Shayna Baszler. I think that would be a lot of fun regardless. I think the Women's Royal Rumble is looking nice. Um, but the Men's Royal Rumble, we got a lot of names that are already enlisted. I want to say it's like around 20-something names. Um, we already know Brock Lesnar's entering at number one. We know Roman Reigns and King Corbin have declared for the Rumble. Dolph Ziggler declared for the Rumble. Eric Rowan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton. Elias, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet. Drew McIntyre, Otis Tucker, Rusev. Bobby Lashley, Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Kofi Kingston, and Big E. So you already got a lot of names, so there's not a lot of room for surprises, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of room for NXT either. I'm sure we're still going to get a name or two out of NXT, more than likely probably Keith Lee, because you keep seeing those rumors pop up more and more. Um, but what I'd really like to see is, obviously, if Lesnar's going to be at number one, and I know you saw me tweet about this, if Lesnar's coming out number one, at number two, all I want to hear is, bro, and yeah, Matt Riddle comes out. I don't think that's happening. Though. I don't think it would either. I don't think it would either, but it would be cool and let them have a shoot fight because even if like Lesnar were to like win real quick, it could be like off of Matt Riddle's like own momentum and like Lesnar just tossing him over the top rope. But like you could have like Matt Riddle hit him with a couple of knees and like show that he could actually put Lesnar like on notice. Um, but yeah, it's like you said, I think that's a that's a long shot. So I'll let you go with your prediction first before I get into mine. I, I want Kevin Owens to win this so badly, but I just don't know why I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't think someone from SmackDown is going to win. But n neither do I. But when I look at this... Oh, he's on Raw. I'm sorry. He's on Raw. When I look at this, I'm just like, who else would win this match? Like I've heard the rumors of Drew McIntyre, but I just don't think that's happening. I'm just going to say Kevin Owens just because that's who I really hope would win, and I have no idea who else would win from this I mean, they could always do Bobby Lashley or something like because just because like I could see them doing that. Bobby but. Lashley would be cool. He said he he was trying to do whatever he can to get that match with Brock Lesnar. And it would be cool if like, you know, he breaks things off with Lana because of how bad he wants that match. I think that whatever would be he great. has to do to break away from that storyline, that's fine. But um, I'm just going to say Kevin Owens because I don't have a better pick, honestly. So for me, it's that if Drew McIntyre isn't going to eliminate Lesnar, I want Lesnar to just win the whole thing. I want him to piss off the entire arena. I want him to piss off everybody watching on their TV. And I want him to get that real heat going into WrestleMania. And we discussed it before that we think that, you know, Cena could come out. That would be something that would be cool to set up for WrestleMania. I don't see that happening, though. Um, but I think it would just be best for business if Brock Lesnar does win the Royal Rumble. But my hope is that Drew McIntyre actually wins the Royal Rumble. Or at least eliminates Lesnar and like they get to wrestle. And if that were to be the case, I think McIntyre would get eliminated. And the person like I would like to see, I would like to see like a Kevin Owens or like a Samoa Joe. Um, I think AJ Styles would be a good like Royal Rumble winner. But I think Aleister Black winning the Royal Rumble would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, d I just don't think they're going to do. I think down the line they would uh, in another year, but I don't. I think it's too soon for them to do that. 
to put that kind of spotlight on him. Um, Brock Lesnar, I could see winning. Um, I, I just have a feeling they're not going to do it, but um, I would like to see him win just because it's gonna, it's not going to keep going on for that long. Like once WrestleMania rolls around, they're going to be done with that. If, yeah, if and that's win. why it would be like perfect heat for the moment. It's not going to yeah. be like heat, like we're like you know, two years down the line, he comes back and he's still getting booed for that. It's perfect heat for the moment. Like you thought him winning Money in the Bank was gonna piss people off. Let him win the Royal Rumble. Please let him win the Royal Rumble. I would love to see it. He's already the champion. Let him win the Royal Rumble. That's going to be one of the best moments in wrestling history, in all honesty. You thought him winning the streak was bad? I think him winning the Royal Rumble right now would be insane. I mean, the streak thing was already pretty bad enough. But I think, like, given right now where people want to see, like, people rise up and then Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble, I think it would just be perfect. Yeah, but does that mean if he wins the Royal Rumble, would he fight for the Universal Championship? I don't know if he would fight for the Universal Championship. I think they would try to play off like some form of a storyline where it's like, oh, we're going to get the night off or like, you know, like we're, you know, we're going to choose an opponent or like something like that. And maybe like Brock Lesnar will name like somebody he hasn't wrestled or like someone will pop up and like just be like, no, like I'm back. Like, I feel like it would be like a big return. So like, I don't think it would be like Edge. Um, and I think there's a chance Edge is going to be in the Royal Rumble. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but, you know, I feel like someone returning after he just won the Royal Rumble, like, would be something huge. Like, I mean, if they were able to secure the Rock, I think that would be pretty fucking cool. But I think it would also overdo it. But if you were to have Cena come back, as Cena's mentioning, you know, doing a big match at WrestleMania and it's in Tampa where he lives, it kind of makes sense that you would have someone like Cena come back and, like, Lesnar could still put him down. But... It would still be a huge match. I think they could put on like a great 20 to 30 minute match between each other. Um, but do you have any surprises for the Rumble? No, Edge is probably the only one that I have in mind. Yeah. So all right, obviously we've been hearing the rumors about Edge coming back, but he recently shut that down. Or so he has attempted to shut it down. We won't know until Sunday night. Um, Paige has also been a Royal Rumble rumor as far as, well, I'll say that five times fast, Royal Rumble rumor um, in the Women's Royal Rumble that she may come back. But I feel like a couple of surprises we may see. In, one may be slightly predictable is Booker T. I think there's a chance that Booker T could come back. He said he's been like trying to get in shape, but he hasn't gotten a call. But the Royal Rumble's in Houston, where he's from. And he still seems to be in solid shape. Um, and he's been talking smack back and forth a little bit with the Revival. So I think that would be something cool to see, you know, just for him to come out. He'd probably get eliminated quick, but it would just be, you know, nostalgia's sake. I thought because um, he went on the Jericho Cruise, WWE wouldn't want him to be. In that no, game. I think he took his name off of it. Did he? Because yeah. I, I thought I saw. Like, I think once they signed it up with like AEW will be there, like he backed off. Oh, I, okay, I guess. Okay. Because I had heard that he was on it and like um, I didn't read the article, but I just saw a headline for an article that said um, Booker T on uh, the Jericho Cruise line, like a comment about the Jericho Cruise line. And it was a quote from him saying, I, I don't give a fuck. I do whatever the fuck I want to do. Oh, I or something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I, that's why I was saying, like, I don't know why he would say that if he didn't go on the cruise. So. He basically spinner it all over his bullshit. I don't know, but either way, it just sounded like the way that he claimed, it sounded like he went on it. He's like, oh, I don't have to defend anything. I went on it. So the fuck what? Like, Yeah, like I'm retired. I'm not, you know, I'm with the company, but like I'm not actively wrestling for them. So like I'm free to do what I need to. Um, but I also think a potential surprise is going to be, you know, the hottest free agent right now, Killer Cross. I think that would be something cool. Like I'm not fully familiar with what he does. I, I briefly started watching him uh, not too long ago and then he went into free agent mode. 
But I think that would be a solid surprise in the Royal Rumble. I think I think him popping out and establishing his presence would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think he could be a potential surprise. But I think Edge really might come back. I could see that happening. I mean, Randy Orton mentioned him in a promo. And, you know, he could come back, eliminate Randy Orton, maybe set up a match between the two of them at WrestleMania. It just seems so out of nowhere. Like, what is the point of Edge coming back? Like, I'm not against it. To do it on his own terms. Because oh. think about it, he had to retire suddenly oh. before. So if he if he had the clearance to you know go in the Royal Rumble get eliminated real quick or just to eliminate Randy Orton real quick and then put on a 10 15 minute match at WrestleMania I I think that would be worth him doing even if it's not the exact match he wants like at least he gets that match and gets to go out right after it rather than just like hey surprise I got to retire like that's yeah. a shitty feeling um but yeah that's our Royal Rumble predictions our NXT Worlds Collide predictions as well um you guys could watch the Royal Rumble with us on Sunday, 6 p.m. We should start. I would, I would say 6 p.m., maybe 7. All right. There, there may be a little laziness in the day. We're supposed to go to Disney earlier that day. We're pretty fucking excited. Um, but, you know, catch us live. 6 p.m. is the scheduled time, but hopefully 6, 630 should be the latest. Um, but we'll be streaming the Royal Rumble live. and You could watch us watching the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble will be streamed. You don't need the WWE Network to stream it. So catch us on Twitter. We're going to only do this on Twitter, not our Twitch, not our Mixer, not on our Facebook. This will only be on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter, on social media, at Talk. That's at E-M-A-N-O-T-A-L-K. You can also get your Talk merch. I'm wearing the pocket seat right now. Hopefully you can see this loud and clear. I got my Imano Talk dad hat as well. You could go on imanotalk.com and purchase that. You could listen and watch all the episodes completely free on imanotalk.com. So make sure you do that as well. Subscribe, rate, and review on our YouTube and on all podcast platforms. Uh, we got a lot of great content up. I recently just interviewed 10K Cash, the inventor of the woe. No, I'm not going to hit the woe. Um, and we also had a great conversation with my boy Fortune. That was honestly a lot of fun. Shout out to them. Shout out my boy, Kevin. I'm glad that we got to do this face to face. Um, We've been doing this for, I want to say it's almost been a year. Like we're creeping up on a year around like May or like June. Uh, So I'm definitely excited to officially be doing this for like a year, but it's been a lot of work, but it's really been worth it. And I got to thank everybody who's tuned in, everybody listening in, whether it's in this moment or in the future, whenever it is. Um, But I thank y'all. I love y'all. Um, but yeah, it's also the very last day to vote for us for the Mew Magazine podcast of the year 2019 in Florida. So make sure you all do that. But other than that, we'll catch you all on Sunday. Much love. Take care. Peace.